Hello everyone, welcome uh, to our midweek podcast for Movilla Presbyterian. This is a recording of our midweek uh, from Tuesday evening and we come together uh, to worship Jesus. This is the first week that we've been able to be back in the church building. Uh, so from now on, all, all the po- midweek podcasts will be available after uh, the midweek and Tuesday evening and they'll be available on Wednesday morning at 9am. Over these next weeks, we're going to be using some PCI material Uh, which uh, is titled For Now, in which we think about what it means to be a church family in days like this. As we begin this evening, I'm going to read words from Psalm 130 as we begin. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, Put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all of their sins. Here we recognize a need to wait on the Lord, knowing of his faithfulness, knowing that in the place we are in, it is not the place that we want to be, but we know the one who is faithful. With this in mind, let us come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we approach you this evening, we ask for that great awareness of what it means uh, to seek you, to know of being patient in the things that are happening, to know, Lord, that you are the one who is faithful throughout. For Lord, we long to know of your hand upon us in our lives, to know of you directing and guiding, to know you as the one who will be that redemption. For Heavenly Father, as much as we look to change our lives, as much as we look to make improvements ourselves, there is no greater change that can be made than the one that Jesus has in our lives. That we may be reborn from above. That we may know that joy of everlasting life in your gracious and loving name. And so, Heavenly Father, we come before you, looking to you for direction and guidance. Looking to you as the one who is the master of our lives longing for your direction and guidance in all that we may do. Lord, we ask these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, we're going to listen to our first album of praise. Taken from the words from this psalm, it is a Getty piece, I Will Wait For You. Mm-hmm. 
for now. Just about everything about church life is difficult due to the restrictions arising from COVID-19. We face the challenge of having to think differently and wondering what we can do. One of the questions we find ourselves asking is in what ways can we care for one another in this season of church life? I wonder what you find challenging about that. Galatians chapter 6 talks about carrying one another's burdens. At this time when suddenly we find ourselves all experiencing life as a bit of a struggle and we can't leave caring for others to the minister, elders or others who usually look out for those in need. This passage has a lot to teach us about how to care for one another with watchfulness, gentleness and patience. Now is an important moment to think about things like what we can learn as a church family about looking out for each other from how we've had to find new ways of being in touch with our extended families. What particular burdens different groups in your congregation might be carrying and how we can best get alongside to lighten their load. How we can keep on gently encouraging others and how to have a good conversation with someone else about the challenges they're experiencing during this period of ongoing pandemic. For now, it's so important to think about simple ways we can care for one another in this next season of church life. Those words that we have just listened to are taken from material from the series for now, uh, from PCI. And this evening we look at this topic of caring for one another. And so as we do that, let me read these words from the letter of Galatians, Chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 1 to 10. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will find fulfillment of the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not. They deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Here we end the reading of God's word to us. Let me read just some opening words uh, from this material in PCI. Uh, material called For Now. And it says, Just now, all needy, all needed. We are used to pastoral care in a congregation, being offered to those who have experienced particular life crisis. 
bereavement, illness, loss, grief. And often pastoral care is given by the minister, elder, or another staff member, specially trained group in the congregation. But suddenly, all of us find ourselves in need of care because of the pandemic. It affects us all in different ways. It's now too big a task to be left to a few. All of us are both needy and needed to care for one another. And so these verses in Galatians are a picture of the church as a family. Through this period, we have had to find different ways of keeping in touch with and caring for our physical family members. In what ways might they help shape how we look after one another in church life through these present circumstances? And so firstly, Paul speaks about uh, gently restoring a person who they see falling wayward. These words from a commentary that I read. Christians need to be neither quick to criticise nor afraid to confront. We recognise that we have a part to play as we see others falling away. We cannot be silent by it. So we accept our responsibility as spirit-filled brothers and sisters to help. And Paul is speaking to those who are spiritual, those who are following Jesus. That is, those who live by the Spirit. He is not referring to some super spiritual group of elite Christians. He is saying it to ordinary Christians. If you follow the desires of the Spirit, you will do this. This responsibility belongs to anyone who is trying to live a Christian life at all. And so he shows us more of what it means to serve one another in love. He uses that phrase, carry one another's burdens. And it brings a lofty concept of love down to earth. We are not to let people carry their burdens alone. These burdens can be many different types of responsibility, like young parents raising a child, like someone looking uh, to uh, do some house improvements, or they can be more difficult problems. Here we see the responsibilities and problems of life as a burden. But Paul is very vividly and practically teaching how a Christian relates it to others. You cannot help with a burden unless you come very close to the burdened person. Standing virtually in their shoes and putting your own strength under the burden so its weight is distributed on both of you, lightening the load of the other. So in the same way, a Christian must listen and understand and physically, emotionally, spiritually take up some of the burden with the other person. Looking at verse 2, it could be summed up as this. Bear others' burdens and by doing this, follow in the footsteps of Jesus who bore ours. But then as we look a little further down, when we see verse 5 and 4, we see maybe what we think is a contradiction. How can we possibly carry each other's burdens 
when each should carry his own load in verse 5. Now let me put it like this. A load is not the same as a burden. Verse 5 means that God has given each of us a different set of difficulties and opportunities. A different set of weaknesses and gifts. And these are our load. Our responsibility before God. So we therefore are not to compare ourselves with others. Instead, we must look at our, practic- our particular tests and duties and respond to them obediently. If we see life in this way, we will judge our life each day against those who we have been and who we could have been. God has given them a different load to carry and to serve him with. Our task is to carry and to serve him. Our task is to carry our individual load, not someone else's, in a way that pleases God. It is funny when you get to know people. Everyone has a different way of dealing with things. And sometimes people have great difficulty in one aspect of life where with another person it would just wash over them so quickly. So it is important that we look to share one another's burdens. We look uh, to share with one another what we're going through, knowing that each of us have a particular set of skills to help. As you go through the letter, Paul has indicated that Christians can and very often do fall back into some kind of slavery of sin. And for that period of time, or in that part of their lives, lose their grip on the gospel. They don't then cease to be Christians saved by grace. So it's a warning as we read these latter verses. The warning is stark, but the promise is wonderful. The one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. If we live by the Spirit, we will enjoy approval and assurance and fulfillment and joy of the Christian life now and know that it will continue beyond death. So how can we be someone who sows to please the Spirit? In verse 8, we do it by obeying God out of the grateful joy that comes from knowing our status as children of God. When we do that, the idols which controlled our lives are disempowered, and we are free to live for God. Day by day, sowing to please the Spirit requires us not to become weary in doing good. There's always a delay between sowing and reaping. And especially new farmers and gardeners will experience a lot of anxiety watching the dormant seed for weeks and weeks, feeling it will never come up. But it always comes in the end. Paul has warned sinners that though it may seem Uh, for a long time that your sin hasn't found you out. Eventually it will. So now he wants to encourage those who are living for Jesus, people who do good, that as you sow your seeds, you will see the fruits and benefits eventually. And as we do this, we'll develop a less selfish and more satisfied character, which will serve us well when we are under pressure. We may not reap quickly, and we may not see all we reap, but we can know 
that there is a great harvest for those who sow to please the Spirit. As we think about what it means to be a church and through these days, Paul says it should not be left to one or two uh, to care for one another. But it is each Christian's job to look out and to see the need that is in front of them. Let us come to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunities that you have given us in life. Help us know of your rich promises in all we do. And Lord, help us uh, to look uh, to you and what we do, to sow uh, the seeds of the Spirit, Lord, so that we may know that joy of what you have done for us that we may be able to do to others. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing, uh, we're going to listen, uh, rather, uh, to our second item of praise. Brother, sister, let me serve you. Brother, sister, let me serve you. Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. We are pilgrims on a journey and companions on the to the end of our podcast this evening uh, we're going to in a couple of moments uh, just pray for one another but just before we do that 
Uh, if you are interested to know more uh, about the uh, material from PCI entitled For Now, uh, there will be booklets left at the back of the church uh, that you can read up on. And if you are interested, uh, please do come along on Tuesday nights. The midweek starts at a quarter to eight and lasts normally to roughly nine o'clock. Well, as we come to pray for one another, let's recognise the needs all around us as we come to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we look uh, to serve you in our lives, we recognise that this is a lifetime job. And Lord, that you, uh, as we let you work in our lives, will develop uh, skills and things in our lives to help others. And Lord, we just pray for one another now, the simplest, easiest thing that we can do, looking to show others what it means uh, to uh, know that they are cared for, that what they are going through, Lord, they need not go through alone. And so, Lord, this evening we lift up to you one another, we especially lift up to you those who are mourning the loss of loved ones over this period. We pray, Lord, for those who are hurting at this time, asking, Lord, that they may know of your comfort and your peace through all things. Give them that awareness, Lord, of what it means to rest in you. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for those who are dealing with illness through these days also. And Lord, we asked uh, that through the different tests that they are undergoing and the treatments that they are receiving, Lord, that they may know of your comfort and peace throughout, that they may know that great awareness of you being their heavenly shepherd, looking to guide and direct them. Lord, we want to lift up before you our young people this evening also. As they begin school or their place of study again, we ask for your protection over them. Lord, we give you thanks uh, for all who serve in our schools and education places. And ask, Lord, that they may know of the great, uh, uh, the great position that they hold. And, Lord, that they may have that great awareness of the great work that they do. Lord, as we continue uh, to come back to different activities in our church, Lord, we ask for that sense of wisdom and protection for all. Lord, that we may know what it means to rest in you and to have that joy of meeting again in fellowship, knowing of your goodness and love to each one of us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that joy, Lord, of knowing you, of knowing what it means, uh, Lord, to be directed and guided by you. And so, Lord, we bring one another before you, asking for your blessing and your encouragement throughout these strange days. And, Lord, we ask all these things now in the great and in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, may you know God's rich blessing throughout this week. And let us finish with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.